everybody. The wine has been poured. The candles are lit. And I'm in bed, welcoming you to join with me for tonight's conversation. Today's episode, tonight's episode, whatever time that you're listening to this, it's called My Body Plus Self-Love. So I'm being a little cheeky. I'm saying self-love, but in general, I mean masturbation. We all do it, you know, everyone. We um play DJ Diddles, you know, we choke the chicken. We, uh, I don't know, salute the bishop, uh, mm, pet the cat. There's lots of ways to say masturbating, but, um, and lots of different ways to do it, actually. And we'll go over a few of those today, you know, if that's interesting. <laughs> it is to me. We're, we're going to go over it. Um, but I thought I would, um, I thought I would talk about it a little bit about self-love because I realized that before I can talk to you about submission and dominance, and before I can talk to you about race play, I have to take this step by step. Um, my journey has been a series of steps to lead me to the place that I am in right now, to the confidence that I have, to the ability to recognize what's good for me and what isn't. And it starts with, you know, the things that we've already talked about. It starts with safety and it starts with care. It starts with um, being able to to look at yourself and, and be okay with how you how you view yourself. But it also starts with self-love and knowing what turns you on and, and being able to advocate for those things, right? Especially as women, which is a part of the podcast, right? You guys are following me because I'm a I'm a fat black woman and this is part of it, the the part of advocating for yourself and making sure that your needs are met as well. Or at all. <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, know this, but there's like 80% of women that don't ever, don't orgasm from penetrative sex, right? So if you think about that and you think of all the, um, all the issues that women in, in this country have with sex, right? With speaking up about abuse and speaking up about not feeling good or pain or all these different things that can happen in sex. And obviously women aren't speaking up about what feels good and what, mostly because they don't know, you know, because they haven't taken the time to learn. I was never raised to take the time to learn about my body. I was raised to be ashamed of it, mostly. I mean, I don't think that was my mom's intent. I don't think that was what she meant to do. But, you know, as being a woman is complicated and you know, the, what the right amount of shame for your daughter is, is complicated too. You know, like how, you know, how much do you shame her versus how much do you enlighten her? I'm sure it was a difficult, difficult line to walk. So we're going to start with a little discussion about what sex should be. Any kind of sex. Um, it should be 
um, it's any type of, it's a connection. It should be a connection with the person. And I'm not saying it has to be lifelong. It doesn't have to be love. It doesn't even have to be romantic. But there is something that will draw you to a person that will make you want to fuck the dog shit out of them, right? And um, that connection, <laughs> that connection is important. And the one thing that connection should not include is a pain that you don't want. Um, a any situation, any kind of uh, issue that creates a situation that is not mutually beneficial. Sex is like a contract, like a social contract, and I mean that in the sexiest way possible. I, I don't mean like sign here, sign here, you know, initial here. I mean both people are entering the bed, hopefully knowing that they are there to help each other on this orgasmic journey to come hard and hopefully often <laughs> for however long your time is with one another, right? At least that's what I hope. <laughs> that's what I go into sex thinking. I go into sex thinking, how am I going to be absolutely unforgettable for this for this person, for this event? And that's my goal is to have a great time, to not be bashful, to open up, to make this person feel like they are the only person that I've been thinking about all day. And then, you know, to hopefully make them come all over my body. It's also mutually beneficial, right? <laughs> so my journey into that kind of sex confidence was very difficult, I will say. Um, my first bouts of sex were not that exciting. <laughs> I, <laughs> lots of people describe their virginity, their, vir like losing their virginity as a emotional experience. And I can't say that mine was very emotional. I was 14, 15, like the summer, like, I think I had just turned 15 and, um, I was a freshman or sophomore and, um, <laughs> I had this boyfriend and he was just, you know, as interested as a teenage boy would be in the situation. And I was maybe, maybe more interested in having sex for sure. Like very interested in figuring out what all of that was about. I had been collecting condoms since I was like, I don't know, 11. Let me explain. I have a very weird and interestingly freaky family. My older brother was a basketball star at his high school. So that dude was getting laid all the time. I didn't quite know what was happening, but I found condoms all over the house. It was like a weird kind of um, one of those like like a scavenger hunt. You know, one day I was hanging out on the couch, digging around in the cushions because I was bored watching TV and I found like eight condoms and I was, and they were different colored. They were, some were glow in the dark, some were flavored. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I had a cute bout of um, sex ed when I was like in the fifth grade. All right. So by the time I was like 11, you know, which was like, I don't know, a couple years later, uh, you know, you know how I am at math. I'm terrible. Anyway, um, I 
you know, had a little, I was starting, I knew what those were. I thought, you know, I'm going to need these one day. So I started collecting them and I had a whole drawer full. Okay. And (laughs) the interesting thing about my first boyfriend is that he actually lived in the house with me. No, no, he wasn't related to me, guys. Get your minds out of the super kinky, freaky gutter. No, um, he was, my mom rented rooms out. I live in California, guys. It's expensive to live here. And um, the housing crisis has been destroying us, but it's been destroying us for a while. <laughs> and at this time, my mom rented out two rooms, one to this like lady and her two sons, um, one of whom was like 16, 17, and the other was eight. And they lived right across the hall from me, the, the two sons, which I'm sure my mom realizes was a terrible idea. But uh, yeah, you know, so we got to talking, we hung out, we didn't really like go to the same high school. So we just sort of hung out at home. And obviously, with all the uh, hormones flying in the air, eventually, we ended up making out, eventually, we ended up touching each other in unsavory ways in the middle of the night. And um, eventually we uh, started hooking up and uh, that led to some type of weird, weird relationship that lasted far too long. And um, well, here we are. (laughs) So basically the first time that I had sex, I think it was in the middle of the afternoon. It was like three or four and nobody was in the house except maybe his little brother, which I admit is weird, but I was horny. I was a teenager. Leave me alone. Um, And I think we were like wrestling or something on the floor of my bedroom. And I think it had been the first or second time that he had asked me if we could have sex, you know. And I was just over being that chick that was like, no, we can't. Because like, virginity is sacred. It was definitely more like, yeah, let's do it. Like, whatever. Fuck it. You know, I'm horny. You're horny. Let's figure out what this whole thing's all about, you know? <laughs> so I reached into my drawer and pulled out a condom. I think I pulled out more than one because I didn't know, you know, how this was going to go. So I was like, let's get, let's get two of these suckers going. And, uh, you know, he put one on and I, you know, we tried it and it was, oh God, it was massively disappointing. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is it? Wow. I will say, and I don't want to offend anybody who, anybody, I don't want to offend anybody. Okay. None, no people, but I am a teensy, weensy, eensy bit of a size queen. And it's not like, you know, and I was, this was my first time and it's not like I was, um, it's not like I didn't feel him. It's not like he was, you know, the smallest penis I've ever seen or had. It wasn't like that. It was just, I don't know. I think I was expecting more of a stretch. I was expecting more of a, like a feeling of like being full. And I think at that point, (laughs) I think something awakened inside of me and I was like, oh, so this feels good. It's not like I had never touched myself. It's not like I had never like ventured into what this would be like if, if this was happening, you know, but I definitely didn't really figure like I didn't really finger myself I wasn't really like doing any of those things I did do some interesting things in the shower involving my ass but I definitely I was a little bit more nervous about things going into my in my pussy so 
I definitely didn't like dive <laughs> dive into that. So feeling it and 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 then not quite feeling what I what I expected was a little disappointing. And I was just like, man, you know, that could have been better. So <laughs> so after, you know, it took obviously in exactly two to seven seconds. Um, you know, he got he got up and, and left. I think he was like, you know, went back to his room to check for his brother. I'm pretty sure they, you know, we were definitely infringing on his brotherly time. And I was so not done. I was like, you know what? Get back in this room and get back to this floor. <laughs> Cause we weren't even on the bed because why? Um, get back to this floor and let's figure this out. I was like, you know, we're going to do this again. That could not have been all of it. And he was just like, what? Like, he was like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, no, we're going to do this again. And I basically chased him around and was like, come on, like, this has to be good. <laughs> the more I think about it, the oh god, I was so that was not the right way to handle that emotional, supposedly emotional moment. <laughs> but it leads into the situation of advocating for you and what you want and making sure that you love yourself enough to stand up for it, right? I have a have a self-love journey, just like I have a journey with my body and a journey with kink. It's all connected. And it's taken me a while to to get to a point where I feel comfortable with with myself and and with my ability to orgasm and and how often and what makes me get there. And then to to explain that to somebody else. So I'm actually pretty lucky. I'm one of the women that can orgasm from penetrative sex and I can orgasm from um, clitoral stimulation and I can orgasm from just almost all the things, which is great. I love that. But that does mean that my orgasms are not as powerful all the time. I can also orgasm like one right after the other. I can orgasm on command. There's all different kinds of fun tricks that I've learned over time. Um, it took me a lot of effort. I think during these chat these chat rooms, right? When I was spending all this time there, obviously, without much human interaction and me being a super horny, you know, heteroflexible woman, I masturbated a lot. I was always having cyber sex. I think in that group, in that room, in that chat room, I hit on every single big dick I saw. And <laughs> there was actually like, little jokes made up about me amongst the regulars because I would see a big dick and I'd be like, fresh meat. <laughs> Go over there, message them and be like, hey, what are you, what's going on? And to the point where I had a whole list, you know, back when Skype was new, I had a whole list of just big dick dudes who just masturbated and on cam and wanted to either watch me or wanted me to watch them. It was a whole thing. And I was living a life, okay? It was a life online, but it was a life. <laughs> Um, and during that time of me just like masturbating on cam, I learned about, you know, how to feel comfortable with my body, which toys to use that made me feel the best and which way of masturbating was the most effective for me. Because, you know, you watch porn and stuff and some of the women that are masturbating there, they're doing things that I would never need to do. Like, I don't, honestly, when I masturbate, I don't even use toys. Like, I really just use my fingers and a very detailed porn scene, usually one involving some type of scenario because I enjoy a story, you know? 
I like knowing what's happening in these actors' lives before they're getting fucked in the kitchen for no reason. You know what I mean? Is that your stepdad? That's weird. I'm going to watch. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I learned that even though if I was on cam doing a, you know, having, doing a show, I guess, quote unquote, but obviously not getting paid for it because that would make it a job and being a slut's fun for free. Anyway, um, if I was doing a show, then I would, you know, I'd use toys and stuff, but that was more for the viewer's pleasure. And eventually I met men, you know, online who were like, I don't need to see all that. I want to see you like, just get off, like on your own and just, I want to see that. So I started, you know, figuring out what worked best for me and getting out of the let me please my audience viewpoint and starting to feel myself and what worked. And yeah, it's mostly just, you know, some fingers on a clit with uh, with one to maybe two nipples, you know, in, in my hand, you know, just simultaneously, just like moving on. Put pinch here, pinch there, little rubby rub here. You know what I mean? Just a few couple. And it is usually pretty quick. In and out, as they say. Um, it could be slower. It really just sort of depends on how much time I have. But learning all of that was so important because, you know, sex is not going to be what you want if you don't know what it is you want. And it's so important to learn about the things that you like, even if it's a little strange. Uh, if you haven't gone on Pornhub or any other porn site and just sort of looked through things that could be interesting and not just things that you know you like. Like, yeah, I love doggy style, but I'm not going to go look up back shots and just watch that. No, I want to be confused after my orgasm. I want to go to something weird. I want to watch strange hentai with like demons or like tentacles and I want to watch some chick get destroyed and then I want to see how I feel after that. I'm like, oh, I came. Was that normal? <laughs> you know? Do I feel shame? Right? Like these are the things that I've asked myself to just get a better viewpoint of me and and what my head is like. Because like I mentioned in the very first episode, right? You gotta fuck my brain. And if I'm fucking somebody and it's just all physical, though that can also be hot because I am also, there's a parts of me that are very primal. So I'm into like sounds, I'm into scent, I'm into like being grabbed and manhandled and all of that can be very hot, but that's like me and my brain, you know, <laughs> that's like, oh, this is animalistic. It's, it's all about where I am in my brain at the time that the fucking is taking place. So yeah, so I, you know, I have to figure out what are my ticks, and then you can go into like what these kinks are and, and why they exist, um, you know, and like why why do I like watching cartoon characters fuck? I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out so that my next partner, you know, has an idea and wants to try something, and, and this is what we do together. Like that would be you know something to do that makes us you know, different from other experiences and unforgettable to each other. And, and that's important to me, that that kind of connection. I don't think I've, I don't think I've had sex with one person that forgot who I was or has messaged me back to, to see if we could hook up again. I don't think I've ever had one full one night stand. And if I have, and you're listening, do message or say hello, because I want to, I want to know why. <laughs> I want to know why I haven't heard from you. But I likely don't remember you either, so you're going to have to remind me um, <laughs> who you are, what we did. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So yeah, I think it's important to learn about what feels good to you and what feels right to you because those things are going to be specific. Um, I had a lot of experiences with somebody who used to bite me. And I I learned in those moments that I was interested in getting bitten. I, I, I never had known that before. Not that I haven't bitten people. I have. But I didn't know that I was interested in getting bitten this way for as long and as hard. Like, all these different things. Like, my, my pain threshold was tested. And I thought, well, this is interesting and exciting and different, right? And and that's always fun. So and at, the, at the beginning, it, it hurt. And it felt like, why would you do this to me? Ouch. My beautiful breasticles. Why would you, why would you bite them in such an unsavory manner? <laughs> but after realizing how hard it made him, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is really hot. We can actually keep doing this. That's another thing about me is that like, I'm one of those people that gets very turned on by their partner's arousal. So if we're hanging out, hanging out, quote unquote, if I have your dick in my mouth and um, (laughs) we're having sex and I notice that something that you do to me or I do to you that's new that I've never done before makes you react in a way that's like exhilaratingly arousing, then I'm going to be into it. I'm going to start wanting to do it. (laughs) It's going to be something I incorporate. Um, So learning about yourself also gives you the opportunity to more openly learn about others and be more open to those fun, sexy experiences that I think are important in life. Because, you know, if you're not having the kind of sex that you want to have, if you're not fucking the way that you want, then what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) Oh God, I was looking at this um, this gif of Kendrick Lamar talking and he's a rapper, if you guys don't know. And um, he said, he said something like, when will people realize that we are placed on this earth to love each other? And I thought, you know what? That's semi-true, right? We're placed on these earth to fuck each other in a very positive way, at least in my viewpoint. And sometimes that leads to love, and sometimes that leads to orgasms. And I think we should, we should, we should want both, both of those things. Maybe more orgasms than love, but like, why not both hand in hand? So I suggest that you get into bed, like like I am right now. <laughs> get into bed, get nice and cozy, put on your favorite porn, or be a little adventurous and try something different and look at something new and just get to know your body in a way that maybe you haven't before. Maybe you haven't yet. Try a toy if you haven't tried a toy. Try your hands if you usually try a toy. Get in a bathtub. Try the water spout. Spigot? I don't know what it's called. Try the water spout thing. And, you know, see if that helps. Just get in there and figure out what makes your body ache. And what makes you ache to completion? Like, what makes you come just thinking about it? What makes you wet What or hard? What makes you, you know, need to call that one person that that you have to fuck right now? Like, those, those things are important. And, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to exploring myself even more so all the time. I'm 
talking to some interesting people and they have some very fun ideas as far as kinks go that could very well push my boundaries in ways that I never thought I wanted to push my boundaries before, mostly because I've spent so long learning about my original boundaries and what things I absolutely want to try and what things I'm not that interested in. I don't think there's anything other than maybe like like scat play or or you know, anything involving children or whatever that I, or animals that I definitely wouldn't, you know, would never want to try. But other than those three things, everything's kind of up and and it sort of depends on how I feel. So, well, how I feel and how it makes my partner feel and where our comfort is and all those things. And I mean, partner, like I'm single, so I don't mean like I have a boyfriend that's like here waiting to like try things with me. I I mean, I'm going on this journey almost, almost entirely alone with different partners and, and, you know, different partners provide different things. So that's very exciting for me as well. And as long as everybody's playing safe and everybody's consenting, then, you know, we're all down to have some fun. So I thought I would do this episode to just go over the fact that Loving yourself is entirely the most important thing, and it's the very first step to this journey. It took me a little bit of time to advocate for myself because it takes self, um, you have to acknowledge yourself and you have to, you have to look out for yourself. You absolutely need to stand up for what you want and what you don't want. And then you can move on to, to looking at your looking at your body and and feeling comfortable and knowing what, what limits you have there. Like, you know, turning on the lights, keeping the lights, um, keeping them dim, whatever makes you feel comfortable, you know, um, what kind of positions you feel comfortable trying, whether or not you like pictures, like all of those things you should learn on your, on your own. I feel more safely. And then you can, you know, branch out, get to know more people and, 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 and test those test those things with others, but safely, comfortably. And but it should start with within yourself. Um, make sure that you are around people who support your growth in, in whichever way you decide to grow. You know, as long as you aren't hurting and harming others. But if you decide to take a sexual growth moment, like I am taking this sexual journey, then your people in your life should be supportive of you and they should be, you know, interested in, in assisting your growth in in whichever positive ways are available to them. And so keep that in mind when you are venturing out and trying out these kinky things and, and getting into this fun community or just casually having sex with strangers or whatever it is you want to give a, you want to give a shot Make sure that you have a nice little support system of people who have your back just in case. Because, you know, as much as people like to say that it isn't emotional, sex is emotional. It's not always emotional, like romantically, but it is emotional. You are making connections, whether they be good or bad. And hopefully they're mostly positive, but you are making connections with people and you will need to process through some things due to, you know, the fact that you're vulnerable, you're naked, both physically, sometimes emotionally, you know, and you're talking about fantasies and you're doing things and trying things that maybe you've never tried before. So all of that is okay, as long as you're protecting yourself, as long as you're taking care of yourself, and as long as you love yourself. 
and maybe you don't love yourself yet, but I'm sure that everybody can get there. You just gotta listen, gotta learn, gotta adapt. We're all gonna get there together on this journey, as long as you follow along. (laughs) So yes, that was my little blurb about masturbation and loving yourself, and I might get into a little bit right now, so... (laughs) I'm going to let everybody go. Our time is up together, but I will talk to you soon. All right. You guys have a lovely day. Good night.